Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. Good Saturday afternoon to you. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. The first part of the show is when we try to explain to you what we're doing and who's paying for it and what we're attempting to accomplish. Victory Over Sin is actually funded by the St. Vincent de Paul Southwest Conference, Southwest Council, if you will. Uh, it's an advocacy piece of that. It comes out of an advocacy fund. And what we're attempting to do is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to be incarcerated and then come out and live on parole. We do that in several different ways, but one of them is this radio show. And this radio show has been going for about three and a half years now. If you go back to the archives of KBXL, you can see all the old shows and look them up. We've got a litany of people who have been there too, can, who can explain what it's like to be incarcerated. We've got some Prominent dignitaries. We've got, I think, four department, four heads of the Department of Corrections on there, state senators. We've got some people who walked right out of incarceration, came into the studio. We actually have one situation where a person was headed right back into incarceration after the show. There's organizations. There's all sorts of people who can give you an insight about the people who support and uh, understand those of us who have gone through incarceration and are living on parole. So it's a good body of work, if you will, if you're trying to understand the Department of Corrections and life after. In addition to that, we also, this is pre-COVID, we have a PowerPoint presentation that we would bring out to certainly your business, your church, or your group, and we'd present a 20-minute piece on what it's like to be incarcerated. The great thing about this is that it is led by a returning citizen themselves, and uh, that's exciting because at the end of that 20 minutes, then they get to share with the, uh, the group and answer any questions about what's, what it's like to be on incarceration. So that's powerful. We're looking forward to doing that again at some point, hopefully in the near future. Many of you know who um, listen to us on an ongoing basis that we now have our own office. We're coming up on two years of our own office. It's located at 8620 West Emerald. That's Suite 140 on the corner of Benjamin and Emerald in Boise. We're adjacent to uh, the Department of Corrections one-stop shop. They're in Suite 150. We're in Suite 140. We're right next to each other, and we kind of complement each other. The difference between us is, is that we will pick you up from incarceration if you don't have a ride. So if you're listening to my voice in the desert and you don't have a ride from incarceration, contact your case manager. Your case manager will send me an email. We'll pick you up and we'll bring you to our office. In addition to that, what we'd love to do is everybody that walks out of the institution south of the airport there in the desert to come to the office. You're going to have a link to some resources, some of them being closed, some of them being additional rent. This is the office to go to. Now, the great thing about my office is that everybody who works in my office has been incarcerated. So they know exactly where you've been and understand exactly what you're going through. So that first day, this is a good spot for you to come in and kind of connect. Uh, we've got pictures of everybody who's been, in, all of our friends who've been incarcerated all over the walls. 
We've got old TV sets from prison and top ramens and hot pots. It's a good spot for you to come that first day and feel comfortable as you're attempting to transition back into society. So this is a good spot to go. Keep that in mind. Um, In addition to that, some current events that are happening on this Saturday. Uh, As you're probably aware, the legislative session has begun. We're going to be watchful of some of the things that affect returning citizens as they come up. Uh, The director, Josh DeWalt, uh, just presented his budget to JFAC just uh, this week. Uh, In that, I think he, he, he sought out probably the smallest increase in his budget in, I think, the last decade. So we'll see how that impacts those of us who are incarcerated. We'd love to talk about that. And if we need to have him back on, we'll get him back on to talk about that. So watch for that legislative-wise. In addition to that, a couple of things that are coming up in the future. One is um, there's a gentleman who operates an organization called Bar None out of Coeur d'Alene, and he's doing a reentry conference. You can get on the line with that. That's going to be done virtually. It's on the 30th at 9.30. It's called Bar None. If you look up Bar None, you'll find it. Senator Lakey will be on that, which is kind of interesting. Our friend from the Department of Corrections, Tim Lay, will be on there, so that's interesting. Also, the lady who is sponsoring the fair housing legislation this year, uh, Laura Nichoa, I'm going to probably just butchered her name, is uh, she will be on that program too. So that's something you might want to get into and have some conversation There's also this great event we're going to talk about on our show. It's called Recover Out Loud with our friends over in the Idaho Falls area. And we're going to talk about that specifically right after this message. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, We pay for that call. Okay, I am uh, honored to have a friend of mine, Stephanie Taylor Silva, is here. How are you, Stephanie? I'm great, Mark. Thanks. How are you? And we are lucky this time, but we we brought your boss, too. I mean, that's pretty cool. Glenda Thompson is here. Glenda, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me, Mark. It's good to be here. Good deal. Uh, Stephanie is a reentry specialist with the Idaho Department of Corrections, Probation, and Parole over in Region 7. She's in Idaho Falls. And Glenda is the Idaho Department of Corrections Probation and Parole District 7 Manager. So thank you both for being here. I appreciate it. Stephanie, why don't you start a little bit with your background and birthplace and all that kind of stuff, if you wouldn't mind. And maybe education, you can do that too. Yeah, thanks, Mark. It's always great to visit with you. Um, I honor our friendship and, and, you know, even more so your you're a mentor to me. You always have been, and I just always appreciate the opportunity to work with you. Yeah, um, you, go. you and I have history, and that's kind of cool. <laughs> I am a Idaho Falls native. I was born and raised here. I plan on staying here for quite a while. Um, 
I myself am a formerly incarcerated person. I am also a person in long-term recovery. Um, I'm just getting ready to go on my 11th year in May, so that's 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 exciting for me. And I'm also going on my 11th year from being released from prison next month. It'll be 11 years, February 11th. So that's a big celebration for me. Um, you know, like many folks that find themselves in prison, I, I also come from a very dysfunctional background, lots of lots of abuse. Um, I had a drug addiction that led me to my incarceration numerous times and eventually ending up in uh, the custody of the Idaho Department of Correction. Um, going through 14 different rehabs prior to me going to prison, nothing really worked until... I got into um, got into IDOC custody, and thankfully, I was able to get introduced to some programming and, you know, some now they're mentors to me. But at the time, they were correctional officers and uh, correctional professionals that mentored me and helped me find my worth when I couldn't see it. Yeah, and so, and uh, Glenda, how did you get to the department? Do you want to give us a little bit about your background? Absolutely. So I'm not a native from uh, this Idaho area. I grew up in the military, so I've lived everywhere. I was born in Tennessee, and then from there, lived all across our nation, several different states, um, grew up all over the place. I mainly associate home with South Carolina, but I've been in Idaho for the last 20-plus years. I've raised my family here. Um, My background, my educational background is uh, in being a clinician. I'm a licensed clinical supervisor with the state of Idaho. I came to the department in 2011 as a, as the clinician working in addiction and recovery and doing you, our program. Were you at a, were you at a facility? Or were you at a facility? Prior, prior to that, I ran the RTC in Bingham County. It was a juvenile oh, facility. Yeah, okay, okay. And we also, yeah, we did treatment and programming there. I was that the chief administrator of that program for seven years and then came over to felony probation and parole. And so beyond that, I, you know, our department has changed the way we've been doing business and we have changed our ideas about returning citizens. And I am fully, completely on board with the programming that our department is, has been doing for the last several years. And I am committed to helping, you know, our citizens return and integrate and having the best successful outcomes that they can have. I know. Well, I know that um, you guys were the first one to kick off the uh, Recover Out Loud. That, you were the first, right, Stephanie? Yes. Yeah. We are the first district to have Recover Out Loud. Okay. And so your event is coming up on the 29th. Why don't you speak to that? Uh, the first two I was at. I've been at the first two. How about that? And um, so this one's going to be uh, different. So why don't you talk about number three? Yeah. So we are just rolling up on our third year of our annual Recover Out Loud event. Uh, Recover Out Loud is focused on celebrating our District Seven uh, returning citizens' reentry and recovery. We just we want to do anything we can to let our folks know that we are here to support them, we care about them, we're cheering them on, and um, we we want to celebrate that. Recovery and reentry 
is something great to be celebrated. And our, I'm so thankful that our team comes together to do this. It's probation and parole officers that help make this work. Um, it's our leadership, like Glenda, that help make these events work. And just a, it's very passion-driven. So, unfortunately, due to COVID, we are restructuring the way that Recover Out Loud looks this year. Usually, it's a very large in-person event, um, as you've seen the, uh, for you know prior two years. And we just didn't feel that it was safe to do that this year with with COVID. We wanted to be very cautious and make sure that we're following orders that are in place with our state. So. This is going to be a drive-through event this year. Um, we will be giving out uh, backpacks with, that are filled with all sorts of prizes, including, you know, treats like a, a individual pizza, a gift certificate for people to go get a pizza. Um, there's soda in there, candy, popcorn, just you know, not great foods that are healthy for you, but they taste good. <laughs> um, treats I'm for us and. Yeah, and uh, really great prizes. Um, and then we are also going to be doing a drawing afterwards. Every person, every returning citizen that comes through the drive-thru gets a ticket, and they get their name put on that, and then it goes in, and we draw later. And at the end of our event, um, our returning citizens can go to our District 7 Probation and Parole Facebook page, where we will have a live feed and draw those prizes and there are prizes anywhere from gift cards to Amazon, restaurants, um, gym memberships, you name it. Just anything that's a safe and sober activity. Yeah, I think, uh, Glenda, maybe you can answer this. this is a, it's a relatively new job for you too, isn't it, Glenda? Am I right in that? So I w- was the district manager up north for the last three oh. and a half years. Okay, okay. So this area, even though the area is not new to me, okay. this position in District 7 okay. is fairly new to me. And this will be the first time that I attend okay. Recover Out Loud. So I'm pretty excited, even though it's a drive-through event, I'm still pretty excited to be a part of it. Well, I think the, the, the ground... has been great. Yeah, no, I think the groundwork that they laid in the last two events, I mean, they really were celebratory, and they got let people get up and talk and share their stories, and mentors were there, mm-hmm. and, and they were both, I think one was at the college last year, and the year before that was at a church, and they were both, it was a nice event to uh, be a part of. I, I, I was particularly taken in both those years about how you work in your community, and I think you still continue to do that. I mean, you work with the other, uh, like the, mental, the crisis center and uh, the different organizations in the area, and many of them were there, as I recall. Is that still the case for you guys? We have a great partnership with organizations like like yours, Mark. Um, IMSI Hope Recovery Phase Two and uh, St. Vincent de Paul, the Center for Hope. Um, they all work together to help support this event, and it, it wouldn't happen without your guys' support. Mm. Um, being a reentry specialist now with the Department of Correction, a position that I hold so dearly to my heart, um, because I do get to work with returning citizens like myself and help them with their recovery and their reentry, and celebrating it at events like this is it's so helpful. I, I wish that I had something like this when I was making my way on supervision. Well, I think that's kind of what, in some ways, Stephanie, that's what you and I are doing. They weren't there, so we kind of developed them as we've come along. And so 
Uh, every once in a while, I know I say, gosh, what are we doing? Have we made any progress? But we have made progress. And so the uh, way the community, uh, particularly I love Nancy over there at the Community mm-hmm. for Help. I mean, that's just a, those are great guys over there. And so yeah, the, way we're all, the way we're all working together now to offer support for people who are coming out of incarceration is, is very powerful. And I know I've been out for nine and a half years now, so it, it wasn't there when I got out. It was all siloed. It was uh, everybody had a program, and all they talked about was their own program. And so, mm-hmm. in many, many, many ways, we're bringing the state together. And I always see you as my strongest as- asset over there, and my link for anything credible in the Idaho Falls area. So, I think the future is is real bright in terms of um, how those things develop. But you're the model for making things work in Idaho Falls, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. Thanks, Mark. That's really that's that's an honor coming from you because I feel, you know, that's how I feel about you in the Boise area. So um, I think you know we just have to continue these partnerships, working working together, and it's in the best interest for our for our returning citizens. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. We should be intersecting with each other and yeah. working towards the same goal. Well, I think, too, Glenda can speak to this, too. I think if you'd ever told me that, um, I, I mean, I know many of the people in your spot on my side of the state, and, um, I mean, Tim Lay's office is right next to our office. Uh, we work closely. His folks are in my office. My, my people are in his office. It's really becoming something that uh, not so much um, we're working together to see the needs of people who walk into office. And I see people walking into my office that are still broken, lost, and really not even know where they're going that first day. And it's difficult to mm-hmm. have a situation like that, but it's great to be able to say, hey, we've got these resources and link here and follow this direction. So in some ways, we've made yeah. some progress. I think what I'd like to hear, to Glenda, too, from my standpoint, you guys get together, all you guys, when you meet and, and interact. Do you feel the impact of people like Stephanie, who are those advocates coming up through the ranks, do you sense them as a partner as they go forward uh, across the state? Is, a, is that a discussion you guys have? Absolutely. We're always talking about that. I mean, part of our strategic plan for the state is to bring about the success of returning citizens and, and fewer people in our system overall. And who better to connect with people that are coming out is people that are, are successful already because of the reentry and the, the program and the resources so we are constantly talking about that and and how we can even do more to focus on the the positive stories because the more we can get that out there, the better mm-hmm. the success and the outcomes are for the for everyone. Yeah, and I also agree too. Again, if you're listening to us in the the desert out there south of town, I will tell you that uh, I've been I'm on my fourth director, and I think Josh, uh, Dewalt, and in particular Bree, his uh, second in command, Bree Derrick. These guys think out of the box, and they're really looking to look at a different way to change things for those of you who are about to get out and to make things better for you. Uh, you won't see so much of it what it, it, it happens in terms, but they will. I can bring them anything, and they'll say they'll at least listen to it. And so that's a that's a situation I never would have thought nine and a half years ago I would have or be doing now. So give them some credit; they've moved in the right direction. And it sounds like, you know, Glenda's following th- through with that on her side of the state. So those are good it's, things it's to look very, for. It's a very exciting time to work in leadership for our department. I have never been more proud about my career or 
the people that I work with than I have right now under this administration. You are 100% correct. Josh will go to that for, you know, recovery, reentry, all of it, because he knows that making Idaho a safer place to be mm-hmm. includes addressing those needs that we've never been able to address in quite this right you know, in this way that we're doing so right now. So yeah. it's it's an exciting time. Yeah, I will tell you a quick story about Josh. This, uh, but if we have, because we have just a little bit of time, but it was like, I think I met him last year at your event. Oh, you no, probably no, it was two years ago, two yeah. years ago at, at the event. And uh, yep. he was out, he was out, he was packing his car up to go and I hadn't met him and I'd been trying to hound him to be on this radio show and he hadn't, I just hadn't yep. caught him. And so I caught him loading his car in and I had a man who's, Still with me, James was with us, and we were walking over, and I go, let's go over and talk to him. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. So, and James <laughs> was in the system, still is in the system. And so we walked over, and we started talking to him. He was most gracious and gave us a cell phone. As we were walking away, James looked at me and go, this guy just gave you his cell phone number. And I said, well, yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing, the right thing, James, and we just got to keep doing it. So that's, that's, that's Josh in a nutshell. Yeah, he's very personable. He cares about, I mean, he's, He's genuinely there for a good reason, and I, I agree with Glenda. We are, I think now more than ever, we are headed in a great direction. Um, we are so person-centered um, now rather than, you know, an agenda-centered, and I, I love that, and I, um, I love everything that the department is doing now. Absolutely. And just to further that, we can't do what we do without having our partnerships and without having the right people in place in the community. And so I'm very grateful for people like you, Mark, who are willing to put this on air and support our cause and and more than support our cause, like be a part of the change. And so I'm just very proud right now. No, it's a... um it's, uh, you just got to think about it from a different direction. Um, I mean, you guys are talking to me on a Christian radio station, so what we have to do is pretty much live what we believe and go out and do the best that we can. And uh, if you do that and you do that all the time, I'm preaching a little bit to you who are coming out of incarceration. If you just hang around with the right people, it's all about community and you do the right thing all the time, world opens up to you. And so, like I said, no one would have known nine and a half years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing, much less talking to uh, powerful people like Glenda and uh, on the radio and um, and to know that a person like Stephanie, who's a friend of mine who's been in the system, is now part of the system and working to uh, make changes within the structure itself. That Those are those are major, major accomplishments. Okay, so how about, uh, let's talk about, with we have a few minutes left, and I, always an interesting me for me is we see people all the time that walk into the office and we think, gosh, and we make an interesting, an end note, this person's going to make it, this person isn't going to make it. Do you have gut-level things like that, Stephanie and or Glenda, about uh, when you see somebody, uh, an automatic yes or no? Does that run through your mind? Or is it just me? Is it just me? I, I really, I don't do that. I really try not to do that because I know that, you know, when I first got out of prison, when I came back to this office, I work in the very office that I re-entered to, and I know when I walked in here that there's, I, I was not an easy person to work with, and, you know, there were some folks that thought, you know, she's, she's not going to make it. You, there's no way this is going to happen. So, and look what I've been able to do with myself 
Um, and that's come from great mentors. My change has been slow and steady, and I continue to get great mentors throughout my recovery. And, um, you know, I'm glad to call Glenda one of them. She's a she's a great manager, a great advocate, and a, and a great mentor. And I think she's taught all of us here in the district that um, something I really love from her is that she stresses to, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Get to know that client, and you'd be surprised what you find out. Yeah, that's well, that's that's very, very nice of you to say that, Stephanie, but you put in all the hard work in your recovery, and you did your own programming, and I'm I'm happy that I had a supportive part in that, and I, I, I will always be in support of what you're doing and what you do for other people. I will say to your question, Mark, I agree with Stephanie. I try not to judge, and I try not to predict. Most of, most of the time, I predict it wrong. I've seen people that I thought, you know, had the best chances that don't make it, and then other people that I thought would never pull it out of the fire, and then and then look at them. You know, you can't stop their energy and their recovery. It just it just goes way further than I ever expected them to. So I try not to predict, but I can say that people's chances do increase by the support that you put around them. And so that's why my investment, our department's investment, is really in, you know, packing that support around people when they return to our communities. So that increases their chance for success. And I also think, too, uh, it is so nice to see one of those that in my back of my mind, I think, oh, this will be difficult. And for that person to change their life around and to see it, and uh, to catch it, almost to see the light bulb kind of go off in their in their head that that happens, and then to see it is really potential. It's really really positive. I see many more of those things than I highlight, but you know you tend to remember the people who are in your office who are just making things very difficult. But uh, there are a tremendous amount of those. And if again, I keep alluding to the fact if you're listening to us in the desert, this I'm not going to be. I'm going to be very honest with you. This is hard work. And this is going to be harder work than you think it is. and But you can do it, and you can be successful if you just stay on the right path. I mean, if you stand, here's an example of that. Our, our Stephanie is at NNU now, right? Yes, I'm studying for my master's degree in social work. How about that? And here's an ironic thing. <laughs> this is even goofier. Guess who, I, who? She can take an elective class that I'm teaching in August at NNU, which is unbelievable. Oh, if yes. you look at this, and I'm going to teach social workers how to understand the prison system with Joshua Bode. That's just unbelievable to me that we're going to do that. We're going to we're going to do a tour of Max. It's going to be great. So that's an elective for you if you want in uh, in August. I understand. So uh, I will be there. Yeah, that'll be. That's going to be all kinds of fun. <laughs> so if you can see how the world changes, never would I have thought that would happen. So, but that's what's happening. So things can happen. Ladies. Congratulations, Mark. Oh, yeah, no, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. We're going to take, I think it's going to be great. We're going to take social workers into the uh, bowels of maximum security prison and show them what it's all about. It's going to be exciting. Uh, When I got Mm -hmm. out of prison, I went to NNU, and the first class that I was in, we sat with like 30 or so people, and two people who were actually correctional officers at Max were in my same class. And so it's like, yeah, this one lady was on kind of like the goon squad, and she comes sitting next to me and says, oh, this is going to be interesting, Mr. Rennick, isn't it? And I said, yeah, this should be pretty fun. So you know, oh, she's, she's now a clinician with uh, the Department of Corrections. So uh, it's exciting. So you don't know what happens. So if you're listening to us, you have hope. This is going to happen. 
Uh, ladies, thank you so much for doing this. We managed to keep Glenda the whole time, man. This is pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Very, it's, I, it's been my pleasure to be here. Thank oh, it's you for very brave me. of you to do this. So um, <laughs> this will, and uh, like I said, can, uh, congratulations on your event next week. I hope it's very, very successful. I'm sad that I can't come over, but year four, then we'll make the trip over again, okay? Yep, we're going to make it better than ever. And thank you again, Mark, for your support of Recover Out Loud. We are always so thankful for IMSI support and uh, the support of St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, yep, yep, God bless you. Everybody over here cares for so you. Well, we do this too because, you know, if not, you know, if I don't, uh, Jeff Kirkman will get all over me if I don't do this. So we got to give, we have to say Jeff Kirkman's name when I'm around you or he gets all upset. So it's we're doing good. You're doing good, Stephanie. And again, thank you, Glenda, for being brave and coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mark. Uh huh. Thank you. So, hang with me for a second. Through Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me kept me locked in captivity. Have been broken by grace so free. When He poured out His cleansing blood, motivated by His great love. Give me faith, I need to rise above And sing a song of how I've overcome I've got victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength, I need to start again I've got victory over sin Okay guys, if you need uh, some information about this event or you want to talk to Stephanie, uh, you can get in touch with me if you don't want to reach out to her directly. I will be happy to connect you. If you want to talk to me, I'm easy to reach. www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can send me an email, systemicchangeofidaho. It's all spelled out there at gmail.com. Man, we're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call me on the phone at area code 208 I look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.